0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Built on the Rock podcast. We really appreciate y'all joining us again today. And you know what time it is?
1: It's holiday time.
0: It's Christmas time, holiday season. You know, it's Christmas is really one of my favorite seasons. I know we've talked about that before, but at the same time, when I'm enjoying Christmas time and Christmas season, things can be stressful sometimes.
1: Yeah, and it's a whole holiday season, not just a day. So you've got plans all That's the time. True. If you work a job in retail or anything mm, yeah. food-wise, you know there's all types of events that lead up to the holidays. It just yeah. makes everything a little bit busier.
0: Well, there's a lot of stuff going on, just like you're saying. And when there's a lot of things going on, it can be easy to get your mind off of the Lord and onto the stuff going on in your life and the situations right. you have going on in your life. And the issue is when you get your mind so focused on the situations then you're not really trusting the Lord anymore and yeah. kind of you're basically what you're doing is you're saying I trust in myself more than I'm trusting the Lord because you're focused on what you can do about your situation instead of what the Lord is wanting to do.
1: Right. Well and in those busy seasons that's the time where it's easy to get distracted so we have to be more vigilant about staying focused on the Lord.
0: That's true. And you know, remember in the last podcast we talked about being willing and obedient, and part of being willing and obedient was listening to the Lord and doing acting on what He said to do. Yeah. But you know, we talked about that. In order to do that, you have to trust Him. Well, today we're talking about who is your source, and you know, the answer obviously is the Lord is supposed to be your source. But that's kind of why we're, what we're getting at: is who is your source? Who are you relying? On? Are you relying on yourself to do things of your own power, or are you relying on the Lord? Yeah. And so starting out we have to talk about trusting the Lord. Yeah. You know?
1: One thing you said is the Lord should be your source. The reason we say that is because the Lord is the only one with the power to fulfill you.
0: Yeah, that's very true.
1: So that's not just, oh, this is the right thing, so do it. That's no, any other way you do it, you're gonna be unfulfilled because you don't have any ability in yourself to yeah. provide for all of your needs. That's really in good. abundance.
0: Yeah, especially without it being stressful. Like if you were relying on yourself to do all those things, even though, like you just said, you really can't do all of them. But even if you were trying, it would be stressful. It'd be difficult. Yeah. So you ready to get in the word?
1: Let's get in the word.
0: Let's do it. So today we're talking about who is your source. And like I said, we're starting out talking about trusting God. Do you want to read our first scripture there?
1: I do. Psalms 37, one through three. This is the Passion Translation. Don't follow after the wicked ones or be jealous of their wealth. Don't think for a moment they're better off than you. They and their short-lived success will soon shrivel up and quickly fade away, like grass clippings in the hot sun. Verse 3, this is the one to pay attention to. Keep trusting in the Lord and do what is right in His eyes. Fix your heart on the promises of God, and you will dwell in the land feasting on His faithfulness.
0: That's really good. You know, I really like this scripture. It talks about, you know, it kind of covers a few different things when it comes to Looking at your source and looking at, you know, you can see other people who are blessed or who have finances or whatever, but this scripture really pinpoints the difference between relying on what you can do and relying on the Lord, trusting in the Lord. And I really like that because, you know, in verse one and two, it's talking about people who are successful, but they're successful within and of themselves, or it looks successful, yes. you know, it looks successful right now, but it's short lived. Because they're relying on what they have done or what they can do. Yeah. So.
1: Well, and it's not that you cannot be successful and you cannot have those things or look like those things but the difference is the source or the means of which you're going about getting exactly. that. Exactly. Because what it's saying here is that the stuff that you've done out of yourself is going to fall short. Yeah. So we want something that is firm enough, that stays around long enough that we can continue to stand. And there's only one everlasting, and that is the Lord. So if we're faithful to him, if we're continually trusting in him his faithfulness how much more faithful to us is he
0: exactly and the thing about it is he's telling us there in the first part of that don't be jealous of those people that look like they're succeeding without the lord because just like you said in the end that's not going to amount to anything it's not going to be lasting but when we're in the lord when he is our source more you know connected with him and living with him doing what he's asked us to do. It gets real easy to be successful because you're trusting on him to provide yes. that success, not on yourself. And the thing about it is success in him, it may not always look like what you think it should look like. Right. But you will be successful in life if you're focused on him.
1: Yeah. Um. Here it says keep trusting the Lord and do what is right in his eyes fix your heart on the promises of God and you will dwell in the land feasting on his faithfulness yeah so a lot of times when you come to trusting what you're looking at is do you believe how faithful he says he is do you know how faithful he is so yeah. sometimes it's a matter of building ourselves up in his goodness and his faithfulness towards us That's really good. and not focusing about us and how we can do it but that trust will be built in our once we build our confidence in him
0: Yeah, that's a really good way to say that, because like you said, it says feasting on his faithfulness. So it's literally giving you a mental image or to me, what I think of when I read that feasting on his faithfulness, you know, I'm thinking of like a Thanksgiving or Christmas spread across the table and I'm about to eat something, you know, that I'm going to enjoy. And I think of the same thing when I think of my father and how faithful and good he is to me. I think of, you know, the joy and the excitement and the fun it is to just sit in fellowship with him and to see him be faithful in my life. You know, to yes. see all the all the things he's done in my life so far that he's come through and been faithful and then I begin to feed on that spiritually. I'm feeding on that, building myself up in that knowing that my God is faithful. My God, I can trust him and I can put my trust in him. I can put my entire life in his hands because yeah. he's faithful.
1: I like that image you gave of the Thanksgiving dinner laid out before us. And so we come and we sit at this table and I say, "Lord, your word says I can believe for this. Your word says I can believe for abundance. Your word says I can believe for that you protect me and all these other things. So what is that thing that you're believing for that you've seen in the word? And go ahead and grab you a piece of turkey. Go ahead and grab you a piece of something he's laid out on the table and put it on your plate. Because that's you pulling on him and saying you're faithful. I'm going to eat of you even though I may not see how it's going to happen.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give me a piece of that pumpkin sweet potato pie.
1: Oh, that's the good stuff. <laughs> that's right called there. the abundance. Hey, I, know, that's right.
0: <laughs> I know you're talking. Now you're talking. So, you know, it's, it's when people trust in what they have or what they think they have, that they're trusting in something that's limited. And I think that's another good point to right. bring out here is that when you're trusting in yourself or what you can do, that's limited, you know? And I think about using the same example okay that would be like me saying all right, I'm gonna cook all this food and provide this amazing Thanksgiving meal when I don't if I don't know how to cook or I can't do that stuff you know I'm limited in what I can do and so I go to the store and I buy you know a TV TV dinner and I go and heat it up in the microwave and set it on the table and I'm like there's my Thanksgiving meal that's the comparison to make between you providing for yourself or you trusting yeah. in yourself what you can do compared to going to like your parents' house, for instance, when your mom cooks for two days in a row or whatever it is and lays out this big old spiel of food that's like everything you could desire, it's there.
1: And these are the things you look forward to every year.
0: And that's the Lord and his faithfulness compared to what I could do would be a TV dinner in the microwave.
1: You know? Right. Well, and that's you limiting God. So you say, I'm only going to eat the TV dinner portion Okay. Instead of eating the portion that is full of flavor and full of goodness and full of, it's a full meal.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the thing about it is, you know, I know a lot of times when we think about God as our source for trusting in him, we think about him being our source for finances, and he is. Yeah. But it's not just about finances. In mm-hmm. every area of our life, he needs to be our source. We need to trust him to be our source in every area. And that includes finances. It includes work. It includes family. Peace. It includes peace. Every area of our life, the Lord wants us to depend on him in. Yeah. And so I think that's important that we keep that. You know, keep that in our mind that God is wanting us to depend on him in every area of our lives, not just one little area over here, one little area over there, but give him everything because he's faithful in everything. So we shouldn't be trusting in ourselves and what we can do in any of these areas. We should be giving it all to him and let him take care of us in every area. Yeah. So let's go on to our next thing, and that's making God your source. And I think that's a really important point here. I mean, it's kind of the main point for today is making God your source. So what does that look like? And uh, you want to read Romans 11.36 there?
1: Yeah, Romans 11.36. This is also the Passion Translation. For out of Him, the sustainer of everything, came everything. And now everything finds fulfillment in Him. May all praise and honor be given to Him forever. Amen.
0: I think the scripture makes it very plain and very simple. Who's the sustainer of everything? The Lord. And where are we going to find our fulfillment? The Lord. Exactly. So, I mean, it just pretty much straight tells you the Lord is a sustainer. He's the one that's going to sustain you.
1: Because he's the one who created you.
0: <laughs> exactly. I mean, it can't get much more plain than that. And he's the one in, in which you're going to find your fulfillment. And I think that is so important, especially in today's world. Like, people are looking for fulfillment. Yeah, You know, they're looking for fulfillment in so many different areas. You know, earlier you mentioned work and a lot of people find their fulfillment or they try to find their fulfillment in their job, Yeah, but it's going to fail. Anything you try to find fulfillment in besides the Lord will at some point fail you and at some point disappoint you. Mm -hmm. Even your spouse, you know, I'm not supposed to find my fulfillment in my spouse because She's a person. She can make mistakes. And I the same. I'm a person. I can make mistakes.
1: That would be a heavy burden to bear. Yeah. Trying to provide for you and be your source all the time.
0: Exactly. And I mean, yeah, we're, we we bring each other joy. We bring each other happiness. But that's in the Lord that we do those things because he's the one that's never going to fail. He's the one that you can rely on. You can count on him 24-7. He will provide for you. You can rely on him. Yeah. Yeah because he's not going to fail ever, yeah. ever, ever, ever. He's not going to change. He's not going to fail. Right. Can't make that any more clear. He's never <laughs> going to fail. So, you know, he is the sustainer. We find our fulfillment in him. So place your trust in him. Yeah. Make him your source.
1: I was going to say all that takes in order to partake in his goodness all the time, every day of the week, every week of the month, every month of the year, is that you would rely on him. Yeah. So the minute that you stop relying on the Lord is when you stop experiencing all these things because you're now trying to walk yourself. And Mm. he said, I will help you. I will do this for you. I just need you to rely on me. Sometimes it's the hardest thing to just relax and give it up.
0: It really is sometimes. But, you know, that's what we got to do. Yeah. That's just really what we need to do. It sounds too simple. It does. But, I mean, think about this. Just like you said a second ago, God created us. And then not only did he create us, he died for us. You know, yeah. he sent Jesus. Jesus died for us. And then Jesus defeated death for us. So why would we think he did all that? And then he's like, okay, now you're on your own. Go yeah. do what you want to do. No, that's not, that's not what he did. He, he created us. He came to earth as a man, Jesus. He died for us. He defeated death for us. And now he's like, hey, I want you to trust me to fulfill everything else. I am your fulfillment. I am your source. I am your everything that you need.
1: And I'm faithful to you. And he,
0: yeah, he's very faithful. That's the thing. So we need to place him in that position of being our source at all times. Keep him in that place of being our source. Keep him, be dependent upon him. You know, and that's another thing in, in today's culture, society, everything's about, oh, what you can do and you be independent and you do this and you do that. No. No, I don't want to do any of that stuff. I want to be dependent upon the Lord. I want to be in relationship with him, walking with him daily and rely on him completely because he's the one that knows what's going on.
1: Well, when you're dependent on the Lord, you're going to be able to stand stronger, firmer than anybody else who is independent from the Lord. Yeah. Anybody who's dependent on themselves is going to waver. They're going to fall. They don't have anything strong to lean on. Exactly. So when you're dependent on the Lord, you're the one that looks strong and firm and able to withstand any battle.
0: Yeah, you're connected to that strong source. And that kind of leads us to our next scriptures, John 15, one through five in the Passion Translation. This is Jesus talking and he says, I am a true sprouting vine. And the farmer who tends the vine is my father. He cares for the branches connected to me by lifting and propping up the fruitless branches and pruning every fruitful branch to yield a greater harvest. The words I have spoken over you have already cleansed you, so you must remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to mine." I am the sprouting vine, and you are my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. I Man, that's a really good analogy. It's a really good mental picture to look at. You know, you think about, I think of like a vineyard, you know, and I think of this analogy that Jesus is talking about, and I think of how. The grapevines grow and then the branches grow off of that and the fruit is produced on those branches. And Jesus is saying, I am the vine and you are the branches, you know, saying we are the branches. And when we're connected to him, when we're intimately joined to him, you know, then we begin to draw life from that source and that begins to produce fruit in our lives. And, you know, we can't we can't pretend to be connected to him. We can't, you know, act like we're connected to him, but we're really not. The thing about it is think about a tree or plant or whatever that grows. A branch on a tree can't pretend to be connected to the trunk. It it would be dead if it was disconnected. You know, in the same way, we can't draw from Jesus. We can't have him as our source if we're not intimately connected with him in life union, as the scripture pointed out, with him. Yeah. and drawing on Him in that intimate place. And He wants us to be in that place as having Him as our as our source because He wants to provide for us physically, mentally, and spiritually. He wants to provide life and grow that fruit in yeah. our lives.
1: So I wanted to look at the point of the farmer because it says, I am a true vine, and the farmer who tends to the vine is my father. So Jesus is giving us this, this parable of the vine and the branches, and he says the Father is the one who tends to me, so the Father's the one that planted this vine. He sowed this seed. He sent us Jesus to what then be our life source. So this farmer's going to come and he's going to tend to this plant. He's going to tend to the vine. He's going to tend to the branches, and it says he lifts up the branches. And I heard a, somebody talk about this one time that that lifting up the branches allows it to aerate underneath. Yeah. Um, but talking about those branches, when a farmer comes to tend to a plant, are they coming to see what can I chop away? Or are they coming to see what do I need to do to this plant to cause it to produce more fruit? Yeah, that's exactly and good it. fruit. So he's not coming to say, I need to get rid of things. He's coming to say, let me make adjustments so then we can produce good fruit.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. And the thing about it is like what you're talking about. When a plant gets pruned, the purpose is not to come in there and like cut all of it off and be like, okay, I'm just going to snip out what I can, you know, cut out. It's let me find the things that are taking away from the life of it. Let me find the things that are causing there to be a block or a problem with the growth of this thing. And let me remove those things so that way it can grow and produce and, you know, be more full of life as it should be. And that's the same thing with the Lord when he comes into our lives. He's like, I'm not here to pull out some shears and just start whacking everything off. I can, you know, we don't have to be afraid of him that he's going to do that. No, he's a loving kind father, but at the same time, he notices the things in our life that are causing there to be problems when it comes to our growth or causing there to be problems in our lives. And he's like, Hey, we need to remove this. We need to, we need to take this away. We need to cut this away because this is going to help you in your life. It's going to cause you to grow. It's going to cause you to be more free. It's going to cause you to have the peace You know, and as our source, he shows us those things that need to be removed because he doesn't want there to be anything between us and him. He wants us to have full, you know, life union, full intimacy, full dependency on him. So he doesn't want anything to be in between the two of us, you know. So when we are living with the Lord as our source, then we begin to be fruitful and we begin to, you know, produce so much fruit that we can begin to. Help others and pour Feed that others, into other people's yeah. lives, you know, and I really like the way the scripture says that in verse five there. It says fruitfulness will stream from within you. And when I think about, you know, a stream or it's streaming from within you, I think about a river because a river is not stagnant. A river continues to flow And it flows into the things around it. You know, it flows into the ocean or flows into these different areas. And it's pouring into those things and it's causing life to come into those things. And in the same way, when Jesus is, you know, producing this fruitfulness in us, then we can begin to be fruitful to those around us or begin to produce that fruit for those around us to see it. And we can begin to pour into those people and see them change their life, them turn their life around because they're going to be like, hey what is that? You know, where'd you get that? And it's like, yeah. well, I'm connected to Jesus. He's, you know, he's the source. He's the one that's, you know, providing everything. He's, he's where it all comes from. Right. You know? I want
1: more of that. I want that all the time.
0: Exactly. And it pushes them. It's a witness right to them and, or for them to him. And that kind of goes right along to our last point here. And that's being a witness and a blessing. Yeah. And, you know, I, Originally, when I wrote these notes or when I was going over this stuff, that wasn't an original point, but I was praying about it and I was asking the Lord, Lord, what do you really want to talk to people about? And that he brought that up to me. I want people to know how to be, he said, I want my people to know how to be a witness and a blessing. And that's directly connected to him being our source, that we can be a witness and a blessing. And so 2 Corinthians 9, 8 and 9 in the Passion Translation, it says, Yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have more than enough of everything, every moment, and in every way. He will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do. Just as the scriptures say about the one who trusts in him, because he has sown extravagantly and given to the poor, his kindness and generous deeds will never be forgotten. You know, that is a really good scripture, and it really just shows God's generosity for us. And it shows, it tells us how to be generous towards other people. And I really love that, because notice the very first thing, I want to point this out. Notice it says that God is who overwhelms you with more than enough of everything. It kind of goes back to a point I made earlier. God's not like, okay, it's all on your shoulders, go figure it out. You know, and I think that's so important to remember, because as we're going through day-to-day things, it can seem like sometimes that oh, all this is on me and I have to figure out how to do all this. And it's like, no, rely on God. He is your source. He's the one who's going to overwhelm you with the abundance of everything you need. And that's what the scripture is saying. And it's telling you those things because then you can take that overabundance and be a witness and a blessing to those around you by being generous and being kind and, I love how the scripture shows us how great a giver God is in our lives because it's such a good example for us to be generous and kind to those around us. Yeah. And, you know, it even says right there, it points out that the one who sows extravagantly and gives to the poor will always be remembered for their kindness and generous deeds. And I think that's so important to think about that because it's like it shows how big of an impact it makes on somebody's life. When you're generous, when you show the love of God through giving to someone in need or helping someone in need and you show that love of God, that kindness of him, it makes a big impact on their life yeah. and it's an impact. It's a lifelong lasting impact. Yes, And I think that is so cool. So the Lord wants us to be kind. He wants us to be generous. He wants us to be a blessing to those around us. And that's why he is so over abundantly blessing us because then we can take those blessings and share them with other people. And when we're doing that, it's a witness to how great he is. So that, you know, if we're reading James 1.17, the Passion Translation, it says, Every gift God freely gives us is good and perfect, streaming down from the Father of lights, who shines from the heavens with no hidden shadow or darkness and is never subject to change. So just like our Heavenly Father freely gives us these good things and good gifts, we should be a witness and show that generosity giving good things to other people
1: yeah so giving out of the abundance that he's given us
0: exactly and i mean i really like how that scripture here in 117 says that there's no hidden shadow or darkness yeah meaning there's no ill will or hidden hidden agenda by god when he's given us these good things there's not a hidden agenda back there and it also says that he's not subject to change meaning He's never subject to change, meaning he's not going to change. This is the way he is. This is who right. he is. This is his character. And you can rely on him. You can be know that he's going to be faithful no matter what. Because it says that every good and perfect gift comes from him, comes from yeah. our Father above. So knowing that, having him as our source and knowing that he's faithful in those areas, it makes it so easy for me to be like, oh, yeah, I can be generous. Yeah, because my father's generous to me and I see it. I see the example. He's poured himself out on the inside of me. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, it's easy for me to be generous here. Just, you know, do get. I want you to take care of that. I want to take care of this. I want to help you. So
1: his gift is like the gift that keeps pouring out. Yes, it's poured into me. Now I can pour it into others. And that that's been poured into them would even cause them to pour into others. Yeah, because they say, oh, the generosity in that the kindness in that, the goodness in that. Thank you for this gift. Let me show somebody else this gift.
0: Yeah, and ultimately it leads them all back to God because they're like, well, where did this come from? Well, it comes from the yeah. goodness of him.
1: Because there was no motive behind it. There was no expectation, no requirement to receive exactly. it. It was a gift. Freely given. Freely given.
0: That's really good. So that there's another example here in James uh, 2, 14 through 17 that I wanted to read, and it says... Uh, My dear brothers and sisters, what good is it if someone claims to have faith but demonstrates no good works to prove it? How could this kind of faith save anyone? For example, if a brother or sister in the faith is poorly clothed and hungry and you leave them saying, Goodbye, I hope you stay warm and have plenty to eat, but you don't provide them with a coat or even a cup of soup, what good is your faith? So then faith that doesn't involve action is phony. And I think this is a really good scripture because it really just points out. It kind of, honestly, James just kind of hits the nail on the head. He's like, "Hey, if there's no action behind what you're saying, then you really don't believe what you're saying. Yeah. You know, you're you're just saying stuff. You don't really believe it. And you know that can that could be a little bit, you know, toe getting your toes stepped on a little bit if you're not careful because it just makes you realize, like, okay." If I really believe God is my source, if I really, yes. truly have faith in Him and I believe He's faithful, then how can I say, well, I can't be generous because I don't have enough? Right. You know, that's not, that's not the right attitude. That's not the right answer because the thing about it is if God is really your source, if you really have faith in Him, like James is saying, if you really have that real faith, then you should have actions that prove that faith. Yeah. And if you see a brother or sister in need, you see someone that's cold and they need a jacket, give them a jacket. If you have the extra, give it to them. Because you're
1: not pulling out of your resources or what you've accumulated. You're pulling out of his faithfulness. You're taking another exactly. thing off the table. Yeah. You're eating of his faithfulness. You're saying, Lord, I see this need. I have the ability to meet that need, and I'm counting on you to be faithful to continue to provide.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, can you really say that you're in union with him? If you're not willing to be generous to others, like he's generous to you. Yeah. You know, and that's just a question that we all need to ask ourselves. And I feel like that most of the time, at least most people I know are fairly generally generous people, but that's because they really do trust the Lord. They really do have faith in the Lord. And you know, if that's something you struggle with, just think about that. Think about, I want you to begin to think about the, how faithful God is in your life and how much he's giving you and how much he's blessed you you know, that's something that we do every year at Hope's family. And it, uh, her dad reminds us every year we sit around the table. We talk about how thankful for we are for, you know, the different things that we're thankful for in our lives. And, yeah. you know, one common thread among all of us is how God has blessed us all.
1: Right. I was going to say that it's interesting when you bring up thanks that all of a sudden the Lord is brought back to remembrance. Exactly. So whether you've been distracted or not focused on not thinking about When you bring up the subject of thanks, it's hard to be thankful without thanking the only one that's worthy of our praise.
0: Yeah, that's really good. And I mean, the thing about it is when we see someone that's in need, the bottom line, when we see someone that's in need, remember that God is our source. God is the one who provides for us. He's been generous for us. So if you see someone that's truly in need, be generous, you know someone's hungry, give them some food to eat. Someone needs some clothes, give them some clothes. It's not that big. It's not that hard. It's not yeah. like, It's not difficult to be kind and show that loving kindness and generosity to those around yeah. us.
1: Rely so. on the Lord and then he'll, he'll provide. So, you know, if I go and I give my coat to somebody and now I'm concerned that I don't have a coat, well, he's faithful. And if I look at my closet, I've got a whole closet full of coats.
0: You know, God is your source. He's providing for you. He's faithful. You know, we've talked about all this. So today we've talked about trusting God, knowing that He's faithful, knowing that He's you can depend and rely on Him. We've talked about making Him your source and, you know, receiving from Him the things that He is trying to pour out in you, to be intimately connected to the vine, as Jesus said, to be grown into that vine and intimately connected, drawing our life from Him, whether it be physically or mentally or spiritually, we're drawing from Him and producing that fruit in our lives and then of that fruit that he produces in our lives we take of that and begin to be generous and be a witness and be a blessing to those around us yeah. and pour out into other people's lives so
1: this is a good word today
0: it was a really good word. I, I think we're going to wrap it up. I don't think we have anything else. You got anything else?
1: I don't have anything
0: else. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for today. We appreciate y'all joining. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you uh, want to continue getting more content from us. And uh, yeah. we appreciate y'all joining. We'll see y'all next time. Yep. See y'all next time. Remember that in Jesus, we are built on the rock.